coach, broadcaster, and video game impresario, John Madden. I get every game from every angle uh, every week. Why do you want to do that? Just because uh, just you're crazy? <laughs> None other than Deion Sanders Prime. I have three to four suits with me, and I'm having a problem to choose between the cream, which is a cusser. What I mean by cusser, Rich, when you see me, you're going to use profanity. That's how clean this suit is. <laughs> My official movie reviewer, Jim Moore. She's a fox. If there's a fox in the movies right now, Myla Kunis is it. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to yet another edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light. We have got quite a fun show in store for you. Chris Cooley of the Washington Redskins, 3-1 and one, coming off of a bye week, sitting on top of the NFC East by a half game over the Giants, who they've already beaten, and one game over the Cowboys, and good Lord, two and a half games over the opponent they welcome in this week, the free-falling Philadelphia Eagles. They're coming into their house this week. Chris Cooley joins the program and a couple of kids. They were on the podcast last year and um, and they're backed by popular demand. I, I don't know how many guests I had last year that, that got the reaction that these two kids, football savants, Antonio Stefan, a fifth grader who's 11 years old, and Jake Robinson, a fourth grader who's 10 years old, getting them out of school, playing a little hooky with parental guidance, of course, to come on the Rich Eisen podcast and talk some football. I'm joined by Chris Brockman, television producer of the podcast. How you doing, Rich? And the Chris Law, my two Chris's, Chris Law, the audio producer of this yes, podcast. Yes, sir. Um, before we get to this week, Brockmeyer last week. I mean, what a story that Jim Brockmeyer brings to the table, a lush history with the game and, of course, also uh, broadcasting. I had no idea yeah. he was on the call for some of those famous right. football moments. I, I did not know that. That was something, wasn't it? The the immaculate reception the, that, that he saw that he practice? saw in practice and decided to keep to himself. And it's remarkable. I mean, that's sort of a, a hidden gem from the uh, from the vaults. I didn't know. I mean, that's the only person who called the immaculate reception by saying that they had practiced that. Yeah, My- Myron Cope was sick that week, so he stepped Apparently in. So. And-, and look at that. Isn't it's funny, amazing? you always hear those stories, oh, we had the meeting with the coach, right. but for him to actually sit in on practice mm-hmm. and Bradshaw throwing it off outhouses, right? multiple, just to get the deflection right, right. right. amazing. And how, and how long was the first edit of that second? The first the edit TV of Jim Brockmeyer for the TV version, Yes, 18 minutes. <laughs> so, you, so you had to take a machete to that in order to get, and how long was it on the, on the, on the show? Eight, Near, eight eight minutes, minutes, yeah, eight, eight forty, probably eight and change. Eight and change. Eight twenty six. It's too. Yeah, it's too good. It was too good. That's, yeah, excellent. It was you can hear good. it all on the audio version. On the audio, yeah, and that's like twenty some odd minutes. Long. That was even cut up. And we hope to get him back. We hope to get him back too. We hope to get him back. Um, what a week this was, right? I mean, the Raiders. I know. Let's talk a little Al Davis here too, because it was an interesting week with uh, that happening on a Saturday and uh, the day before, and then the. The Oakland Raiders came back and won that game. Yeah, that was with 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 uh, the first round kicker that a lot of people Al gave grief to about drafting. Right, Darius Hayward Bay, who a lot, lot of people gave Al grief for drafting. He scores a touchdown. Right. Yep. I mean, think about that. Michael Huff, you know, another first round pick. Right. 
gets the pick. I know. Were the Raiders really going to lose? Yeah, man. Absolutely. That happens. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Of course, the, the, the emotion, saying, they're, they, they're riding the emotional wave. Absolutely. And sometimes those games, you know, you get too hyped up. Right. And at one point, the Raiders, in typical fashion, were personal fouling the Texans down the field at one point. And, and, and at the end, uh, Schaub just, you know, did one of those things that make you scratch your head. You think if he runs, he got in? That's it. That, I don't that linebacker know. That kind of reminded me of Eli a couple of years ago. Remember when Eli down to the goal line tried to flip it? Yeah. And it got intercepted. Right. Same it, type of deal. But the Raiders, I mean, and again, everybody in the uh, the, the business, you know, talking about Al and, and, I mean, if you think about it, it is sort of like a Bob Hope type career path. You know what yeah. I mean? By that I mean just uh, – in a career path that no one can match. And, and there's just no way the, the way the times are now that you'll never see somebody with coach of the year. Right. Or rising from scout to owner, right. Scout to owner. I mean, that that's, that's unbelievable. You'll never see that. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't say never say never there, but, but you'll, you'll never see it. Someone else be a commissioner and then a Super Bowl winning owner or be That'll with, this, never or be with no. the same like organization. Roger Goodell will never own a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. then win a Super Bowl, even right. if he does. Right. right. And 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 all of that, I got to be honest with you, too, this week. Uh, how do you – you know, it's it's tough cause, to talk about, too, because, you know, he has passed away. Just the, the people that t- he ticked off his entire – you know what I mean? Like it's – it's if you talk about that, it could be construed of speaking ill of the dead. Yeah. But Bob Costas, I mean, touched on a lot of those issues right. in his halftime essay of Sunday Night Football – and the Raider fans came out of every which way to to keep abuse on on Bob. But I mean, he that's like the typical telling it like it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this, it's not like this moment needs to be a warts and all. But how do you not discuss you know Al moving teams? How do you not discuss all the former employees of his and the last fifteen years of of the franchise? You know, it it is part of the got to paint the full picture there. How do you do that? You know, that's why I'm. You both are looking at me like. You know, well, that's well, I why think you, I think one yeah. of the one of the things that I learned most, you know, being a younger football fan, but still appreciating. I, I know old school football, but it's been said multiple times: is most people our age don't know what all Al Davis did sure. back in the day, and I think that he is uh, being appreciated a lot more now by a younger generation than he was. I think a lot of people do think he is that curmudgeon old man, Lane Kiffin, that whole episode. But you realize how important he actually was to the game and you know giving a guy like tom flores the first latino head coach a coaching gig and mm-hmm. art shell and first Andy female Trask. executive right? first female, yeah. yeah so he's you know he has broken down a lot of barriers and it it kind of puts him in a better light for a younger generation of football fans right who basically have just watched his team swap coaches and and it, reach it, for first round picks who by the way won them a football game the day after Al Davis died. I mean, seriously, everyone's like, why, how in the world do you, what a reach Janikowski. And I know he hasn't really, he sometimes spits the bit in very important parts, but I mean, three fifty yard yeah. field goals kept him in that game. Yeah. And then the one who, who had the, the breakout touchdown to, to really um, help the Raiders get some more momentum. Darius Hayward Bay breaking a tackle and running away from people. It couldn't have been written probably. Any you know what better. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Michael Huff, who Speed. wasn't nearly as controversial a first round choice as Al no. Davis has had, but no. I mean, it really was pretty, it was incredible. 
is incredible. And the Raiders are three and two, and that sets the stage for our first game. That's you know obviously a few weeks away. We're about a month plus away from the NFL Network schedule starting, but that's Raiders at Chargers. Thursday night. Football. I know the Chiefs are coming back, but um, Thursday night football that could be for the AFC West lead in Week Ten. Uh-huh. That'll be exciting. The Raiders are the team to beat. If I mean they were six and zero in that division last year. We may also our second game is Jets at Broncos. We may have Tebow on the network because oh, he just got named this week. Uh, you I know, love, I love it. I, I really thought that he was going to complete that pass with no time left. Well, I mean, but he was running around. I mean, that three sixty he did was was and he's <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? And just he still throw almost it. got it. I mean, it was right there. It's it's fun. It's fun. And and his first start, by the way, is at Miami. In South Florida. And it's they're and celebrating you, the Florida well, if, yeah, championship. Right? Exactly. If you remember that, the, the Dolphins were accused of being very tone deaf to their fan base. Uh, they're trying to get fannies in the seats. So they went out and they announced, hey, week uh, six, when the Broncos come in, I guess they're thinking Tebow's going to be in the building. Let's go ahead and try and use that to get some fannies in the seats and celebrate the 2003 championship team for the Florida Gators. And people are like, well, wait. And this was at the height of the, what, Nave, what, what Nevin, what's his face again? Right. Uh, Shapiro. Yeah, Nevin Shapiro and and and, and, the, and the, the the Miami Hurricanes play in that building. And you're like, well, wait, wait a minute. What about some support for the home team? You're, what, are you getting the Gators in here? Yeah, right. And the Dolphins were, they, they got heaped abuse hurled upon them. And guess who's going to be the starting quarterback for that game now? is Tim Tebow. And it's incredible how these things work out. And he's going to go to South Florida and take on maybe an 0-5 Dolphins team because the Dolphins take on the Jets. They have to visit the Jets. I know they're coming off a bye, but the Jets Jets need – they're going to be a desperate team. Jets can't fall to 2-4. They're already 1-3 in division – in conference, 2-3. and three. They look horrible. Yeah, they, you know? they're in trouble. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, the ground and pound is gone. What is their offensive game plan? I don't. Well, it did return, and and ironically for them, uh, the Patriots did ground and pound better than them, right? And that's how the Patriots won that game. As the Jets' defense watched the offense go seven three and outs and held them, it's just that that has been the Jets' bugaboo the last couple years when Sanchez is off, and he's been off more than on this year as opposed mm-hmm. to previous regular seasons. Is that uh, the Jets' offense sputters? The defense holds and holds and holds and keeps the game within reach, or even gives the Jets a lead. And then when it comes time for the Jets to need one more defensive stop to win, they can't do it. And that's what happened against New England. And, um, man, and we talked about Aaron Rodgers with Brian Billick on the previous podcast this week with, with uh, Ed Reed. I mean, that's, that, they're, they're, on, they're unbelievable. Rodgers, is, that, that throw that he made to James Jones this week, it, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It, oh, I like the one to Jennings where he was rolling – Right, and yeah. threw it on a dime to the corner. Yeah, it was unbelievable. He's playing a different game right now. He is. He is, and the Lions are 5-0 and oh also. we got to get a Lion on, don't you think? Working on it. We're working on it. What do you think we should get on? Should we get Stafford back Stafford on? is great. I mean, what, the dollar bill in his pocket that he had? That was my favorite story. He had a dollar bill. Do you know the story? I don't know the story. The night before the draft, um, when he was going in, I, uh, I, I did an, an event where he and Sanchez were the uh, guests of honor, and they had me interview both of them in front of the select crowd of, of whoever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to ask uh, Stafford, since he was going to be drafted first overall, and the rumor was that they had already come to terms with the Lions. He said that it wasn't the case. I asked him how much money he had in his pocket on the night before he was about to become richer than his wildest dreams ever would imagine. And he said he didn't know, 
took his wallet out, reached in and pulled out one single dollar bill. And I'm like, you know, how, how did you get here? You know, I'm like, I'm sure they, they gave you a courtesy car. He said, no. I'm like, well, you clearly didn't take a time. He said he walked. He walked, which is also wow. one of the few times in his life he'll be able to walk this. I mean, walk the streets of anywhere. Um, yeah. Little, that's what I thought at the time. Little did I know he would be constantly hurt. And now you could see keeping him upright. He and Calvin Johnson are potent, to say the least. I mean, I asked Brian Billick earlier this week, and you should download that, if if it's fair to even compare him to Randy Moss with his jump ball ability right now. It's unstoppable. Moss seems, uh, excuse me, Calvin Johnson, much more physical than Randy Moss. That's saying a mouthful right there. Right. Because, I mean, Randy Moss is, he's a beast. Looks wiry, but a lot tougher than, oh, than you know, anyone. No right. I mean, you ask it when Rod Woodson was around here. What was uh, what was Moss's record, 23, um, back in own? Touchdowns? Oh, no. Touchdowns in a season? No, I was uh, – that was – yeah. Well, yeah, he broke – Yeah, he broke Jerry so, Rice's record. So, uh, I mean, up until last – or uh, Monday's Calvin game, finally had just a single touchdown So, he's on pace for oh, yeah. 27, I think, yep. now? Yeah, he had two a game. So many, so many records are in jeopardy right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's ridiculous. you got four quarterbacks that are chasing Marino down. And one of them I – mean, one of the four is going to trample him. I don't yeah. know if all four of them are going to get him. And we're talking about Cam, uh, Breeze – uh, Brady and uh, Rodgers. One of them is going to trample Marino's record. Uh, Cooley had an interesting week, and um, it was a bye week. And um, he he went uh, he went there with Romo on the radio, and then backed up his comments about being gleeful about Romo's meltdown against the Lions on a on a blog. So there's lots to talk about with him. And then we've got two kids. Uh, we got to get to them because we got them out of school. Yeah, to do they're, this, they're missing social studies. My favorite class, I think so. One of them, one of them is a fifth grader, Reading. and one of them is a fourth grader. Um, and uh, Antonio Stefan and Jake Robinson were, were on last year, and gangbusters. They're great, and I can only imagine they're now a year further into their NFL fandom. They're going to be even more savant-like. So let's get to this podcast. Pleased to be joined now on the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light by uh, an old friend of the program. And by the program, I mean the network, this podcast. He's a good man. He is part of a three-in-one Redskins team coming off a bye, getting set to take on the Philadelphia Eagles this week in a big-time ball game. He is the always truthful and always entertaining Chris Cooley. Good to speak with you, Chris. How are you? Rich, thank you for having me. I would consider this the peak of all podcasts. Is and that right? How many other podcasts have you done? If I was done? going to be on one, yeah. I would want to be on. This is it. This is, this is top. This me. is it. Well, you're joining, it doesn't matter what else I've done. You're joining me on Redskins, Cam. And if I may, for those who are listening on the audio, uh, you are wearing uh, a trucker hat with the Redskins logo, right? And uh, with the beard and the trucker hat, you're looking very Hank Williams Jr. today, Chris. Is that the look that you're going for right now on my show? I am not going for anything Hank Williams Jr. today. <laughs> in, no way, in no way, shape, or form? I'm, I'm going to stay away from that one. Okay. This is actually the current sideline hat that we wear. Is that right? Well, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a neat style. It could be less trucker if I bend the brim. <laughs> and as far as the beard goes, yeah. uh, I am going for a full Steve Prefontaine look. Ah. Tomorrow, the mustache and sideburns comes out. Is that right? I've already started with the mustache, right? And then I then I grew the beard again to disguise it for an amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go the rest of the season with Steve Prefontaine. I have to straighten my hair to, to do the dye it blonde. <laughs> to do the Prefontaine, 
Yeah, you can look it up. It's oh no, I know, no, and... I know. I've seen the movie, and I know exactly who Pre is. That's who. That's how I call him. I call him Pre. You know, I would. I would prefer to be called Pre okay. from now on. All right. Well, right now, uh, what you are, bro, is three and one. Uh, how is how is this start uh, and your record, and I guess the general sense around this team different than uh, in recent years? Well, I think it's obvious. By the way, this team has addressed the media maybe a little overboard that we're confident in our locker room. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's important to have guys believe, have, have guys know that they can win. Because if you don't know you can win within your own locker room, I don't believe that you're going to. The thing I like about what we're doing is we have a good group of guys that come to work every day. There's not players on this team that try to get out of practice. There's not players on this team that try to skimp on anything we come, uh, we work hard, uh, guys have a good, good character, we get along well. And it's the first time since I've been here, the first time in a long time that I've enjoyed the environment, that I like coming to work. No kidding. I think everyone feels the same way. Well, because you're, you're a guy that, that's real laid back and fun-loving and also, uh, as I mentioned, honest, as, as we just heard. You didn't like coming to work? Because that doesn't sound like you, Chris. Rich, I have always loved to play on Sunday. But it's actually a lot of people think it's funny when I say I'm going to work. I think people don't really think we're working like we show up and practice for two hours and run around and have fun and go home. I, I get to the NFL, the NFL Redskins facility at about 6.30 every morning, and I leave at about 6. I spend a lot of time studying. I spend a lot of time in meetings, taking notes. It's, uh, it's a work day. But uh, as, that being said, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy the time spent with our staff. I enjoy spent, spending time around the guys. I don't have to make fun up. It just ends up being a pretty good You have good to day. make fun up. I like that. So the mo- uh, let's just, you know, I know what we're, we're sort of dancing around, and I know you don't want to call anybody out specifically. It's the moves that the Redskins made this offseason, uh, I guess addition by subtraction, has, has a lot to do with the aura around the team and essentially the three-in-one start. Is that a fair assessment? I, I would totally agree with you that the moves we've made – are a major part of why we've had the success we've had. I think the Shanahan's come in and in, and in the first year are, are not, do not really have the ability to do what they want because they're dealing with players that aren't their scheme. So we keep the guys that we like. We keep the guys that fit what we're trying to do. And then instead of just going out and acquiring great football players or great names, we acquire players that fit our scheme. And we acquire players that do the things we want to do. And, and everyone talks about playing football their way. And I could say playing, I could be cliche and say, we're going to play Redskins football. But in some way, you have to play your own brand of football. And, and a coaching staff installs uh, a scheme the way they want, and they have to have players that fit it. And I think we do now. Right. So you've got the Eagles this weekend. Uh, they're three, they're one and four. And I read on a blog somewhere that you don't mind taking uh, pleasure in the misery of rivals in your division. I read that on, uh, what's it called? ChrisCooley47.blogspot.com. Yeah, it's it's my website. You can just call it the Cooley Zone. The Cooley Zone. 
Um, thanks for the thanks for the promo. No, listen. Uh, when you come on, uh, I want the full coolie. You know, you're multimedia. We need to mention that. So, um, uh, and in fact, uh, you're so multimedia. You were on the radio. Uh, let's uh, let's give a listen to what you said uh, post Lions comeback in Dallas, if we may. That's that's your nice of you to do. I, I thought that was. Over, but I, I kind of no. wanted to hear it again. Okay, here we go. Let's re, re, Well, I haven't spoken to you about it. Let's relive it. Here we go. <laughs> I didn't see that they'd lost really until the end. I thought they blew them out, so I kind of stopped paying attention. It's amazing, amazing to watch him choke like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm up 24 points in the third quarter. If I'm the head coach, I feel like I could probably just take a knee for the rest of the game, punt it away. And there's no way that that Detroit's going to drive on you that many times. The only way you're going to give up that many points is turnovers, right? So hilarious to watch to watch mm. him throw pick sixes too, back to back. There you go. Do you hate hearing your own voice? Oh yeah. I cannot stand to hear my own voice. Oh no, actually, me, I oh I love it. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many times I watch myself on television, Chris? It's... You do have a tremendous voice. Why? Thank you. I appreciate I I that. Not. Well, you know, uh, I, I can't run routes like you. So I would, you know, I'd watch my, I wouldn't watch myself do that. You know what I'm saying? I think many Dallas fans would probably disagree and mm-hmm. consider you maybe even a better route runner. Than <laughs> well, the folks in Dallas, after hearing you on 106.7 The Fan with uh, Chad Dukes and our friend LeVar Arrington, uh, certainly giving you grief for that. Uh, you, you, you're savvy enough to know when you're saying stuff like that that you're going to stir up a hornet's nest. Right, Chris. Sometimes <laughs> you can you could say you're going to stir up a hornet's nest. Right. Uh, Are, do you regret saying any of that? I would have not liked it. I would have liked it to come out differently. I can't lie and tell you that I want teams that we play to lose. I do right. want them to lose. Every player does. That's fact. Um. I don't like getting the bad name that I did for calling for for what was insinuated that I called someone a choker. I used it once. I wish that I hadn't used it. I've addressed it. Right. I guess. And you can't do anything more than that. Yeah, I absolutely didn't want to say that. And that's not who I consider him as a player. I don't consider him that as a player. It happened one time. And if Redskins fans didn't enjoy that, then... They're probably not fans. And that being said, I'm sure the Cowboys would enjoy us losing. And, yes, I'm sure they took great pleasure in watching us lose the week before I said that. Yeah, I'm sure. And then you wrote on your on your blog, uh, I'm going to read some of this, because what, what you wrote was uh, fantastic. It was refreshing, to say the least, uh, Chris. You wrote, uh, in a league full of glad-handing and ass-slapping between competing teams, I actually care about the organization and fan base that has supported me throughout my eight-year career. While I feel an honest respect for all NFL players, I show no remorse in cheering against another team, especially the Cowboys. If it sounded like I was delighted in Tony Romo's failure last week, I was. So it's, it's, you're basically laying out there. Uh, as you also say later in your blog, that you're you're just speaking out and trying to be engaging in a very personal way with fans, and uh, and and you're being taken to task for it. And and I'm sure you've you've heard quite a bit about that over the last couple of weeks, right? Well, it's the nature of our business. The nature of our business is that as a player, everything that you say should be politically correct, and you should say that 
the team you're playing is a, is a great team and they have great players and they're all, everyone's terrific and they hate when we root against someone. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up a fan. I grew up a fan of the Denver Broncos. I wanted Oakland to lose every week. <laughs> I wanted Kansas City to lose every week. Right. I cared about the Denver Broncos. I, uh, as of now, I care about the Washington Redskins. I don't care what anyone else in the NFL does. I don't, I don't care if any other team wins. I don't. I do not cheer for anyone but the Redskins. Well, I mean, when, it's been my, it's been, I've been here my whole career. Right. I mean, when Brady said he hates the Jets, he got the same thing that you're getting right now. You know what I mean? Like, he, he wears it on his sleeve, and I, I told him the same thing I'm telling you. I think it's refreshing. You know what I mean? Like, because fans don't want to hear you come on and sit here and go, well, this team's great. I'm afraid of this. I'm concerned about that. If you have that feeling in your heart, and it's nothing personal, it's something It's just part of the business, I think you should voice it. And I'm not giving you grief well, for it. I, I think there's, there's a line. There's a line that you have to watch. And I maybe went a little bit over the line that some people in our organization <laughs> didn't like. Okay. But other than other, to be honest, Rich, other than what our what we talk about in 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 Redskins Park and what the Washington fan base feels, I really don't care. I, I'm aware that I. A lot of people nationally didn't like what I said, and a lot of people nationally took what I said out of context, but it does not matter to me. Um, I just, I'm not going to apologize for that. I want Redskins fans to root for me, and I want to please our staff and our organization, and beyond that, uh, I don't have a lot of concern. Right. Uh, The uh, Philadelphia Eagles coming in this week, that said, they are one and four. I mean, they are they are in a state of misery right now. Is that being discussed within your locker room? That certainly after what Vic did in that stadium to the Redskins last year in front of a nationally televised audience, that just one year later, you really have an opportunity. I mean, if you send Philadelphia back to to home, back to their town at one and five, this could really set this franchise reeling in a way that we haven't seen in some time. Is, is that being discussed within your locker room? What's mostly being discussed within our locker room is that they are a very good football team. We understand that. They've gone through some trouble over the last four weeks. They've turned the ball over quite a bit. When you put on game film, which is the only thing we'll do this week, you don't feel a momentum swing. You don't feel a team down. You watch a play the way, I guess, everyone plays it out on film, and they're a good team. They have very talented players. Like I said, I wasn't going to say two seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> but you're being honest. But that's, but that's what's being talked about in our locker room. Right. In, in our meeting rooms, we're saying they're a very good football team. We understand that. And they beat the pants off us last year. We were embarrassed at home on Monday Night Football. Embarrassed. And that's not being discussed, I guess, maybe in the defensive side of things. Uh, it's, it's brought up. Offensively, we played terrible. They were ahead 28-0 before we'd ran 12 plays. Right. Right. Um, and uh, I... I'm still waiting for um, your crank call, Chris. Last time you were on the podcast, you said that you uh, would prank me, and I'm I'm still waiting for that phone call. Uh, I did get pranked. I did get pranked uh, in training camp, and I got to admit, you thought it was me. Brent Selleck got me. How did he get you? He called and said, "He I should remember the name." He, he said, "This is the general manager from the New York Giants." Jerry Have Reese. He, talked, he said he yeah, was Jerry, Jerry Reese. Reese. Okay. Yes. It, it actually wasn't Brent. It was someone else that made it. He was part of this. Okay. He said, uh, have you talked to your people? And I said, no. He said, well, has your agent called you? 
I said, no, he hasn't. He said, uh, I don't want to be the one to have to tell you this, I guess, but we're executing a trade for you within the hour. And I said, no, what? He said, uh, you've, uh, we've always admired the way you've played. We consider you one of the best tight ends in the league, the best tight end in our division. And I thought, this is so, this is, can't be real. Yeah. Fortunately, my phone starts to break up, so they can't hear me respond with anything. Right. Whatever, I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. So I hung up, and then I started Googling Jer- Jerry Reese, and I said, that does not sound like he looks. So you downloaded, number, you downloaded I, I figured, interviews of Jerry Reese? Is that what you did at that point in time? Yeah, I did. And okay. I did. I downloaded Jerry Reese, and then... I looked at the number, and it was a, a New Jersey number. It wasn't the number to the Giants facility, and I figured he would have been at the Giants facility. So about two minutes go by, and I get a call from a Philadelphia or a Pittsburgh reporter named Ed Bichette. Yeah, sure. He's a real deal. This is Ed Bichette. Uh-huh. I know he is, he is the real deal. Well, this was not the real deal, Ed Bichette. <laughs> this is this deep. Now, this is this deep. This is now someone else. This is deep. He said, Chris, I've heard rumors of, uh, of a trade. Uh, there's a lot of rumblings going on, and I would like to be the first person to break this. I said, this has got to be fake. <laughs> so I said, who, who is this? Is this Selleck? Is this, this is Mike Silver? Who is this? <laughs> Silver, right? Well, he was, the, he was the other. He, in fact, was the other culprit behind it. He was? Silver is pranking he, he you? He was. Silver was, yes. Um, oh. So then I get another call from, and then the last call is Selleck. And he says, why are you going to the Eagles? Or why are you going to the Giants? You should come to the Dream Team. <laughs> I said, you're such a jerk. I hate you. I called my up. wife and said, I called my wife and said, this can't be real. This can't be real. Right. Because you thought, like, you had to pack up the kiln and, um, and, and everything in your house and, and headed up the turnpike. Did you really think that for one? You thought that for about 10 seconds, right? 10, 15, 20 um, seconds? Yeah, maybe about 10 seconds I thought. This is unheard of. Is that when you sent me a text? Where, yes, I sent you a text you, and said, did you prank me? And I wrote back, I have no earthly idea what you're talking about. So this is what I thought. This, it, I thought it could have been you. You well, feasibly could have done it. Well, I, absolutely. I could have. Uh, it sounds cunning enough to be me. Um, Chris, but my question for you is where is your, you threatened me essentially on the podcast the last time that you were going to crank call me, you were going to prank me and you even had something hatched. Are are you still, are you still planning on this or is it you're in the season now and it's, you know what? I think, I think it has to happen. I had a great prank call i was going to go down to the nfl offices which are in washington dc mm-hmm. while we were still in the lockout and give you some false lockout information to report <laughs> yeah, on it. just okay and so, i just i just didn't have i just was too lazy to make the drive yeah i understand i mean you don't want to drive that would have been that. a big day for one prank call that would have been yeah certainly a drive certainly from from the boonies or wherever you live to go all the way into town to get to get to a phone so so uh so i'm in the clear is that what you're saying for now i have no current <laughs> plan i think i it'll be all in good fun no of course uh, it will be. be come on chris be that of course no why <laughs> be that upset so you're you're uh, you're wearing the, the hat that's got pink on it and um clearly it is uh breast cancer awareness month in the national football league and you taking part um in uh um an event called the all-star survivors celebration with the washington redskins obviously this is a a 
cause near and dear literally to the heart of the Washington Redskins with uh, Mr. Snyder's wife, Tanya, being a survivor. Uh, And uh, tell me about what you did with this event, Chris. I started this event four years ago. My mother was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2008. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got with the Redskins Charitable Foundation. I said, let's plan an event where we can take 20 or 30 women currently battling breast cancer and give them a day that um, they can all come together and we can do some things for them, but really give them hope to continue in their battle. Um, It's turned out to be a great event. Uh, My family is a huge part of it. My mom is actually sitting here watching you. Is that right? interview right now. Is that right? Um, Is she upset with me for bringing up the Romo stuff? Is she bringing it? Because you look a little perturbed. I want to make sure we're all cool, you and your mom. I don't, you know. She hates you. Is that right? Okay, oh, great. Okay. But my wife loves you, so it's fine. <laughs> so it we're, evens it out. Okay, we're, okay, the yin and the yang. Okay, so. So anyways, we, uh, we have these ladies in. Uh, they do a wig station. They yeah. do Gap Gives Jeans. They do a makeup station. Um, they, they do lunch. I do tours of Redskins Park. So they're downstairs in our locker room right now putting helmets on. Okay. And, uh, and shoulder pads and... And they have a lot of fun. And then at the end of the day, the Redskins surprise them. They'll be on our, our field for the game. They don't, they don't know when they come. They'll be on the field for the game. They get pom-poms when we run out of the tunnel. Um, they're with the cheerleaders. Fantastic. They give them jerseys. They get tickets to the game. 90,000 so really people did. screaming around them, and they're on the field. That's fantastic. That's great. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I've enjoyed is that these women – get to spend a day with each other and a day to share what they're going through and to talk to people because it's, it's a hard thing for them to go through. And a lot of women don't want to talk about it and don't want to admit, I guess not in a bad way, but they just don't want to believe they have it. Right. And so they spend, they spend a day and they get to be with a lot of people who understand. Well, that's neat stuff. Chris, you're a good man. You've got a big heart. You wear it on your sleeve. And uh, that's one of the many reasons why I love having you on. Anything I do, total access or this, too. And I appreciate you taking the time, Chris. Thanks a lot, man. Rich, it is always so much fun, honestly. It is. It is. And, and, and again, thanks for helping me get through the lockout with the uh, pottery. You brought your, we brought the, the potter's wheel out when you were here. It was awful. You know, uh, you were, you were it great. It sounded bad. No, it's, the, yeah, the thing. It, did, it didn't sound good at all. Uh, cause you know, plus you sort of threw me in the deep end of the pool there. You know, you gave me this big, huge chunk of clay and I didn't know what I was doing. I watched you, you made, you made like an you urn. You didn't edit. watch. You just started doing. You, well, I had you, to, you, I had, you, were, you must've had a lot on your mind cause you weren't paying attention well, when was, I was showing you how. And I knew the, that. It, and I knew that you had, you were a hundred percent disinterested. Not, not said, true. Let's just, can we just get through this segment? I don't know why Chris has to have these freaking kooky segments. No, that's not true. And, I, are uh, you kidding me? I was in the middle of a lockout. I loved that. That was great. I, I, my, my concern, I've got to be honest, I was a little bit preoccupied. I was wearing Prada, and I didn't want to get it. I mean, that thing's pretty messy. I mean, I had the poncho on, but there was no guarantee. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is, I, this is high-stakes stuff as far as I'm concerned. So um, I feel for you. You know what I mean, and and uh, and then you just threw me on there, and it was it was awful. I I nothing that nothing usable whatsoever. But you made it perfect. Now the the home viewer can understand that it's, it's a not, little bit harder than it looks. It is not so easy. You were, you were a perfect guest for me. And where can people get your stuff? Give me the website for that. Where can people? Can't get my stuff online. I have a gallery. I own oh, an art really? gallery in Leesburg. Okay. You physically have to walk into my gallery. Okay. Uh, uh, named the Cooley Gallery. Very good. I love it. Um, Fantastic. 
I'll quote Mike Shanahan here and saying, for obvious reasons. That's right. <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, I've sold 2,000 pots right. since last December. That's and our, a lot of pots. And our, Chris, uh, our producer of the podcast, uh, audio producer, Chris Law, said that you promised that you would make uh, mugs They're made. for the podcast specifically. I know, I got to give them to you. I mean, we're. They're made. I hardly have a set, but I, it, is, it is a set, and it could require set dressing, and who better to do it than, than you? We'll pay the postage if that's what the issue is, Chris. Uh, the issue is that I just felt slightly belittled by you in terms of pottery, and I felt like no, you wouldn't what do you, respect I, it. I, and I, so I, just I respect it. the clay. I respect the clay. I do. See what you're doing right now? No, I don't I mean, know I, what I'm doing. I right see now. what you're doing, and I what don't like I it. What do you mean? I respect, I respect what you do, you're, and I respect your craft. Me. I am not taunting you. I, 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 no, I am not taunting They're you. They're made. I got them. I'll send okay. them to you. Very my, good. My pottery skills high. My mailing skills low. Okay. <laughs> your mailing skills need to be worked on. Get your mom on there as before we go. Get her. Will she get on camera? Will she get there behind you? You want to be on camera now? Come on. Yeah, yeah I on. do. Come on. Let's get her on there. Right She's there. She's come right behind you. You got you to nail down. Hi. Where you're you? on. Where, where, you're where? not in yet. You can see when you get in. There you go. <laughs> I'm all screwed over. There you go. Hi, Mrs. Cooley. What's your, what's your mom's name, Chris? See, you're not in. I know. I'm no, we're, we're, it's okay. We'll take this. We'll take it full. What, what's your mom's name? Yeah. My mom's name's Nancy. Hi, Nancy. It's, it's Rich Eisen here. I don't know how to get in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Good to, <laughs> good to see you, Nancy. Hi. I am pro- can she can you hear me through your son's earpiece? Can you hear me in there or no? I guess she can't. No, she can't. No, she can't hear you through the earpiece. Okay. He says hi. I say hello. Um, no, I want to thank my mom. There was never I played a lot of I had a lot of events. I, I played a lot of sports. I did a lot of different things. There was never a time in my life that my mom did not come and support me. Never ever. So, she's been amazing and I will support her in whatever she does. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, your mom raised some good kids. Um, you are, are well-rounded, and clearly, uh, after reading your, your blog, uh, Tanner, your brother, can clearly write very well. Stop it. And... I wrote that blog. <laughs> Did you really? Cause are I, you kidding me? That's got them. I had so much criticism that, that <laughs> people told me I ghost wrote. It was ghost-written. But it's Tanner, not ghost-written. No, really? Tanner? I mean, look, no, your mom, your mom just took off. That. She just took off. <laughs> She can't hear you. So. Okay. All right. She can, she can confirm that I wrote the blog. She edited it for me. Really? She, she edited the blog? The, the Romo she, blog? She, she did you, the man. revisions. They could teach. They teach very well at Utah State then, man. That was a, she is a teacher. That was a, there you go. There you go. She can, she's raised him up well. And Chris Cooley, <sighs> you, you take care of business as you, as you see fit. I like it. I like it. Okay? I will try, Rich. You bet. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Chris. Thanks, buddy. You bet. Same. That's the one and only Chris Cooley still threatening to uh, prank me if he ever so chooses. And I await that. Joining me here on the podcast. Thrilled to have some uh, top-notch analysts back on the Rich Eisen podcast, uh, back by popular demand. Uh, two good friends of mine and as keen a football sense that you'll find in anybody. Um Antonio Stefan, fifth grader, 11-year-old here in Los Angeles, California, rocking the Ben Roethlisberger gamer. Good to see you again, sir. Yes, you too. You okay. And fourth grader, 10-year-old, uh, also um, from the Dan Patrick radio show. Mm-hmm. can hear him every now and then phoning into DP. Yeah. Jake Robinson, good to see you. You too. Rocking the Eli Manning gamer. Mm-hmm. You okay after that Seahawks game? You all right with that? Uh, 
Eli just has to, you know, not throw as many picks. If he can do that, we're good. That's as simple as it as it gets in your I mean, Giants we, analysis. I mean, we were driving down the field, driving, driving, driving at the ten yard line. Eli just threw it. I mean, it wasn't his fault. Victor Cruz slipped. He, I mean, doesn't he had to bat the ball down, not up. Right. So, what are you what are you thinking as a Giant fan after the first five weeks of this season? Um, I mean, there really hasn't been any great competition. I mean, the Eagles on the road, but one in four. But next week, that's really going to tell a lot about this team against the Bills. That should be interesting. And what do you think is going to happen in that game? I think it's going to be a close game, but the Bills are going to come away with a win in the oh, end. Oh, no. You don't think your Giants are going to win this game at home against the Buffalo Bills, Jake? I hope they do, but I don't think they will. Why? I just think the Bills with Fred Jackson and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Stevie Johnson – I mean, and they're D. I mean, as I was just saying, Eli and his picks. I mean, he throws so many picks, and they have three um, picks returned for touchdowns. So I just think with Brandon Flowers and all those guys that they're going to have a really good day. Mm. Antonio Stefan, you are a Dolphin fan, right? Or just your dad is? He's a Dolphin fan. I'm a Patriots fan. Oh, How does that happen? How does that happen? That your dad's a Dolphin fan and you're a Patriot fan. How does that happen? I don't know. It just did. It just did. Yeah. You want to root against your dad? Yep. <laughs> How does that work? Well, he told me, I think it was week two, that the Dolphins were going to beat the Patriots. And I said, we don't even need to watch that game. And I was right. <laughs> you were right. Okay. I'm never wrong. What do you think about the New England Patriots so far? Because you're, you're seeing Brady, obviously, so good at the controls of his offense. But that defense has been a little bit suspect. Well, the defense is last in the league, but I'm not worried about that because their offense is so Mm high-powered. It's just when they play other teams with a strong offense that it could be a problem. If they played the the Packers, who would win? Because they have a strong offense and defense, and and the Patriots, as you were just saying, their defense is, uh... Yeah. They did win last year against the Packers. I think they could win again. It's really about how the Packers' offense plays and how the Patriots' D. Because their secondary is the problem. Like, they have good No, but um, Merriweather's gone. He is gone. And also, if you remember last year, Antonio Stefan, mm-hmm. no Aaron Rodgers no. in that game. That right. Oh, Packers. that's right. That, could have that been. was a yeah. Sunday night That's game. correct. And that could have been the problem because he was hurt. Yeah. Flynn. Well, I mean, Flynn played very well. Yeah. And he yes. darn near pulled off the upset. But, I mean, if you think about that, you put Aaron Rodgers into that game, it's a whole right. other story. It is. That's that's a good question. I don't know. That would be definitely a very good game. Do you think that's what the Super Bowl is going to be right now? Yes, I do. And if it's not the Patriots, then it's the Ravens because their defense is shut down. Okay, listen to this, though. When they go head-to-head, the um, the Bills already beat them, okay? If they beat them again in New England, they got home field advantage for the playoffs, saying they do. New England plays them at their place. That 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 could be interesting. Yeah, I think that first loss to the Bills was because... Brady well, threw a ton of picks. He threw four picks, but yeah. again, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yeah, it's not going to happen again. That's a big if, the Bills winning in New England. Yeah, that's a huge if. I don't think 
I think they want – well, most of his picks were off his receiver's hands, and I think he made one bad decision. But still, their picks are picks, and, you know, that's how games work. So what do you think the Super Bowl looks like right now after five weeks? Uh, I got to go Pats, Packers. I mean – they're, they're one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. They, they are basically the best two-looking teams out of each division. What conference. do you think of the Chargers, though? Do you think the Chargers have a chance uh, here? I, I think if they keep playing like they're playing, assuming they don't crash and the Raiders keep going, I mean, knowing the NFL, things can be crazy. The Raiders can just come back and dominate that division. You're, you know, you're, you're promoting the first NFL Network game, Jake Robinson. Chargers, Raiders, coming up soon. I would say there's something extra in your paycheck, but you're not getting paid for this appearance. Did you know that? No. Okay. It's unfortunate. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, no, wait a minute. You're like, you thought, wait a minute, where's my paycheck? <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, the Chargers and the Raiders, are, I think, are obviously the, the class of the AFC West. That said. The Chiefs are gone. You don't think that? Well, the Chiefs are two and three. They are. They've won two in a row. That's true, but I don't think... Okay, but look at their two wins. Indianapolis. I mean, who do they have? Curtis Painter? I mean, he played all right, but they don't have enough. I mean, their the defense Colts is great. They don't have it anymore. They, they just don't. Like, without Peyton, they have nothing because... Okay, do you think Peyton's done? Yes, I think his career is over. What? After going with an injury like that, I don't think he'll be back. Do you think ever, ever, never, ever? I mean, he may be okay to play maybe next season or in a few seasons. But do you think he's going to play the same as he has? If he ever does play again, no, no, I don't think he'll be the same. No one's ever the same after a neck injury, except for Wes Walker. I don't, I don't, I don't know how, but he was. What do you think? I think um, Peyton might come back in week fourteen or fifteen, something like that, but. I mean, you're not going to really get anything out of that. I mean, they're 0-5 right now, one of the worst teams in the league. And so Mm -hmm. I just can't see them coming back. Let me ask you this question, now that we're in the AFC West a little bit here with the Chiefs. You guys are writing the Chiefs off. Um, Tim Tebow? That's where I was going. I like him. I think. Do, do you think he's going to be good at they? They. Got He'll be better up. than Orton. Well, no, I, he's a starter, right? He was named they're, the starter. They're Tuesday. starting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I like that they're starting him. I mean, you got to give him an opportunity. You didn't really give it to him last year, and he, when he did play, he did throw five picks, but he also threw five touchdowns and rushed for a few. I think th- two or three. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's big, too. Like, he's not some small guy who's just running around. You know, he's hard to tackle. And he almost won that game last week. What do you think of Tebow, Jake? Do you think he's a viable starting quarterback in this league? I mean, I've loved him since he played in Florida. I mean, I I, I think he's a real good quarterback. And, I mean, he led him back a bunch of times last season. I mean, they were down like 28-0 last season against the Texans, and they came back. Well, everybody came back on the Texans last year. (laughs) Yeah, but a rookie quarterback? Yeah, it's impressive. Mm. Speaking of rookies, Blaine Gabbert. What about him? Love him. I Why? Think, what do I don't know. Him? I loved him in college. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I loved him in college. I think he's going to make a pretty good pro because he's got a great arm. He's a good decision maker. And he plays for Jacksonville. Like They definitely need a quarterback because David Gerard's gone. And I still he hasn't found a team yet, has he? No. No, it's going to be. The Dolphins need 
guard. If they're going to get a quarterback, Ch- Chad Henney's out. Well, they apparently they tried to get him and oh, either they- didn't either didn't pay him enough or didn't give him the starter's job the way he wants it. Oh. So, yeah, the, all the Dolphins knocked on his door. Yeah. He just didn't answer it. <clears throat> and the Colts, he may be good for the Colts. I mean, Curtis Painter, he could be okay. But, you know, I... I've always kind of liked Gerard. I think he's a good quarterback, and his problem is he throws a lot of picks. But that could that well, Gerard. Gerard is the the great the great thing about him. He's a uh, he's a runner. He's a mobile quarterback. Yeah, definitely. Very I mean, mobile. but Jay Cutler. I mean, I'd never seen anything like that from him, like he did last night. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he basically willed that team. Yeah. But I mean, that run. I mean, they couldn't stop Job at best. I mean. The 88-yard run, simple cutback, and he's gone. I've never seen that against the Bears, too, right? Mm-mm. I have I mean, to say one thing about Cutler is I think he's the most overrated player in the league. Why do you say that? I mean, I feel like he doesn't have that energy that a good starting quarterback should have. Like, I feel like he's never really as into it as all the other great well, like starters are. I think Cam Newton's been playing amazing. Amazing. I mean, and he has but looking at their record, they're one and four, but I think they should have a better record yes. I mean than what they have. It's had. their defense, not their offense. I mean their offense is great. You can't get yeah. anything better than Cam Newton. Cam Newton's been great and especially for a rookie. I, I think he went into the season really underrated. I mean he didn't say anything about all the um publicity no. coming into it. I mean and he's just made everybody be quiet and actually given him a chance. Yeah. And he's up where in the top three, four in yardage already he's as a rookie. He's number four right now. Yeah, yeah. after Brady and Rogers, Schaub. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually you're, you're so close. Oh, Stafford, not Schaub. No, no, no. It's actually it's uh, it's Brady, it's Rogers, it's Cam Newton, and it's also um, who's four? It's who is four? I just saw it earlier. Big Ben. No, no, it's, it's not big bad. It's gonna be Schaub, right? Or Stafford? It's not it's neither of those two. Oh, Hold on a minute. Let me Drew look Brees? at this list here. It Drew is Drew Brees, that's Good right. Good job, buddy. Good Who's job. Five? It Phillip? is Brees is two. Philip is five. Okay. Yeah. Ben's on that list too. Mm-hmm. The guy who you're wearing the jersey. What I love th- Drew Brees. I think he's I like Drew Brees. He's always been a favorite. Let me ask you this about Cutler again. I mean, just because he doesn't walk around all angry or into it doesn't mean that he's not. Well no, but I feel like he's just – he has a great arm, but he never really – he doesn't deliver in the clutch. He's always, you know, when he when it comes down to him, he, you know, slings one out there and it's either it gets picked or falls Okay, incomplete. but if you go back to the NFC Championship game last year, I mean, I bet you there's still some question about that. But, yeah. I mean – he might never get to that stage again with this team. Now they're two and three, mm-hmm. and I mean they got a great division. They got the Packers they and the Lions tied for the for the division lead. I mean it's just they're in open water because the Vikings they're not going to make not any gonna moves. Catch up. No, and the Bears they're just like they're floating down their own river. Yeah. Do you believe in the Forty ers No, I. They're do not. four and one, right? Yes. Yeah, they are. Why they're don't you Why don't you believe in the Forty ers It's Frank Gore's a great running back. Okay, but they blew out, blew yeah, out, they blew out the Tampa Bay. Tam- well, yes, they did. Forty-eight they, to three. They blew out Tampa Bay. And speaking of Tampa Bay, Josh Freeman, I think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. Well, I mean, he's already had like four years under his belt. It's you, his fourth season right now. This do you year. like the you, see, you like the Forty ers mm. You don't. 
No, neither way. I, mean, I love how you make points just to be against what he's saying. <laughs> Jake, you're very good at that. You notice that? Do you notice that? That he keeps making points just to be against what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Because you, you, he was saying he doesn't believe the 49ers. You go, but wait a minute. They blew out the Buccaneers 48-3. to And then when I ask you, do you believe in the 49ers? You go, mm-mm. You know, I, I do believe that they can win <laughs> so the you're division. Gonna be, you're already very good at this job. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking over my back right now. I'm like, I'm looking out for this guy right over here. You know, see, I, I think they can win the division mm-hmm. because, I mean, the Rams are 0-4, the Cardinals are 1-4, and and the Seahawks are 2-3, and and they're 4-1. and I mean— So it's uh, their division, but if they win this division, you don't believe in them to go any further. No, because then they'd be against— the Saints, well, they'll the win the Lions, division and they'll the get pen. hammered in the playoffs. That's what's going to happen. They're going to go nine and seven, won. ten and six, and then they'll get destroyed in the playoffs. Destroyed. I mean, destroyed. I know Seattle had a great run last Cinderella year. story. Yeah, beating the Saints. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's what to call it. They had Matt Hasselbeck back then, and Alex now he's gone. Smith. I mean, Alex Smith. I don't know why. He's just... Well, how about because they could have had Aaron Rodgers? Right. Well, I think they're winning because they're not throwing the ball. They're giving the ball to Frank Gore, which is what they should have been doing for the last five years when Alex Smith has been their quarterback. They would have been decent if they kept doing that. Yeah. That's what I think about that. <laughs> That's what you think about that. Why are the Eagles 1-4? and four? Somebody help me out with this. Um, Juan Castillo. Really? That's it? Their defensive coordinator, that's the end of it? I mean, yes. Nomni Asamoah, I mean, he's better. I mean, they're not playing him the way he's supposed to be played. They got this whole Miami Heat team, and they're using him in the worst way that possible. They're not using Dominique Rogers Cromartie to his full potential. No, I, like Nomni, not like Nomni Asamoah either. Je- Babin's been playing unbelievable. Yes. But one guy's not going to be enough. So you're blaming, the team. you're blaming the coordinator then? Well, not only that, it's um, LaShawn McCoy's having a great season. What was the first play of the year? What happened first play of the year? For the Eagles? Mm-hmm. You tell me. Steven Jackson, 48-yard run. Right. It's it's not necessarily their secondary. It is their linebacking core and their D-line. No, they, it, it is their secondary. Well, it is, but they need to... Get a better. I mean, they had no Miller middle. Colin Jenkins, he yeah. played for the Jets, right? Yes. No, no, his brother Chris did. Yeah, Cullen Chris played, played for the, the Jets. Packers. Cullen played for the Packers. Then they lost him due to waivers. And I think they, they just let him go. But yeah, like, no, but they didn't yeah, resign him. They didn't resign right, him. Right there, you go. They didn't want him back. But right. I mean, they got Pickett and Raji. They don't need him. Yeah, exactly. BJ Raji is a great defensive tackle. Nothing. I mean, so one and four. I look at you and you say Juan Castillo. Should Andy Reid fire his defensive coordinator? No, he should work with him. Um, what do you say? I say yes. You I know mean, what? A, you know what a big stink that would cause if he just fired his defensive yeah. coordinator in the middle of the season. You know, not in the middle of the season. After the season. Oh. Well, what do you do now, though? If you're Andy Reid and you're one and four right now, and you're going to the Washington Redskins, we just had Chris Cooley on the show too. What did he say? Oh, he chose his words carefully. Because he blasted, he put Tony Romo on full blast last Tony week. Tony Romo, okay. Let's go to him. He has all the natural ability to be the best quarterback in the NFL, but he doesn't think. He's okay, but he's made a couple bad decisions. Week one, who is he throwing it to? Right, but look at his whole career. Look at all these seasons that he's had, even in college. 
he's so good. He has such a good arm. He just he I can't win the big game. Yeah, his head's the problem. He's never been able to win, and I think that's why he's. I'm. I don't know. I like him. I just think he needs to really think about making better decisions on where he's throwing the ball. Because if he did, he would be so much better. He's got a great arm, and he's accurate too. Not always. Not always. <laughs> Says the giant fan over there. You like it, right? You like it. I mean, I got him on my fantasy team and Jason Witten, so. Mm. I got him off waivers, Tony Romo. So you picked him up? Yeah, just now. Yesterday, actually. All right, let's get to the elephant in the room. Fantasy football. Yeah. And the reason why I call it the elephant. You know what I mean by the elephant in the room? Bush will send it's like it's, it's, it's like it's like it's right there. Right. And, and you don't just... want to talk about it. And now you do. And the reason why I don't want to talk about it is Jake... Jake is in a f- the same fantasy league as oh, I am. Oh, five. His dad. Really? You're no, you really five. are the bush outside the standards. That's the name of my team. I really am. And I'm, and and a dog is doing its business outside the standard I'm right like, now on that. I, I, I am I am I am own five in that league. I, I'm snakebit. I cannot. It's every week. Okay, it's now how do you not worse. start Ben Roethlisberger? You put Ryan Pitt. Brian Fitzpatrick. Well, first of all, look look what Ben's done. Uh, your 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 name, your your Jack. your jersey's namesake, uh, notwithstanding, Ben's first four weeks, fantasy wise, substandard to say Failed. the least. It, it's been Failed. it's been very difficult to watch. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was my backup, lighting it up. He's he's doing much better. Let's put it that way. And he was at home against an Eagles defense that you have already pointed out is flawed. We've been right? trashing the Eagles. This defense. is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. Then I'm watching Ben. Ben throws five touchdowns and a pick. That's true. The minus two is offset right, by the by the twenty. That's five. That's, that's thirty points, a, and then minus two. That's already twenty eight points, and then all of his it's, yards. Uh, it was tough to watch. Vic, I, I and who else did you who you you destroyed me this week? Who Victor else? Victor Cruz. You when did you uh, pick him up? I picked him up as soon as he made that double move on Nomni Asimo. My dad said, "Jake, go pick Victor Cruz up." I picked him up, and we started him ever since. And who else did you get I mean, this that was Fred, a, Jackson. Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson. I drafted Eagles Fred Jackson. That's why I started Ryan Fitzpatrick and Stevie Johnson. The Eagles they, can't deal. I don't think they can deal with this yet. They're not ready. That's what I'm saying. They're not. So F- Fitzpatrick gets like 12 points. Right. Stevie Johnson got two. Right. Fred Jackson got 30. Yeah. 30. I, I drafted Game Fred over. Jackson. I drafted I him. mean, what did the Lions D do for you last night? The Lions D uh, didn't do much. How many points did they get? Like I think six? just five. Five or so. I started Bears D. They got three points. And, 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 and what's killed me? Here's what's killed me. Here's what's killed me. I got the ninth pick. In my draft. Oh. Okay. Well, that's that's that's. No, that's no, not well, that then bad. you get a good pick. I'm no, sitting but there at nine. Sitting, sitting there at nine. Sitting there at nine. Drop down. And this was the day before he signed. Chris, Chris Johnson. Okay. I grabbed him at nine. I okay. thought, okay, here we go. And I understand. I understand what happens when somebody holds out. I get it. But I figured. I figured. He's gonna sign. Because he's Chris Johnson. He's CJ two K. He's gonna. He's he's a freak of nature who's gonna go. My sec- uh, above my and first, beyond what normally happens to players. My first round that, pick is. Who's your first round pick? Jamal Charles. Yeah, I know. Oh, mine too. Okay, and so and so, uh, Chris Johnson. What has he done this year? Nothing. Nothing. I got second pick in the league, right? I'm like Chris Johnson's there. This is after he signs the contract. It's like before the beginning of the season. I take him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and my other running back was. Um, well, see, I got Peyton Hillis in the third round. Yes, I had Hillis and Johnson on the same team. Okay, 
Um, well, well, thinking about it now, if my Wi-Fi connection didn't go down at, at my hotel, I, I could have had Chris Johnson, Maurice Jones, Drew, right, and Peyton Hillis. But isn't Peyton Hillis going to be out for a while? No, he's, no, he's, he's back. back. He's, he's back. back. He had just had strep throat. Yeah. and mm-hmm. I guess he, That was he, just a week. His agent told him to sit out the game because he doesn't have a long-term oh. contract and he could hurt himself playing with strep throat and he listened to him. That's a true and story, also, by the way. About injuries, Andre Johnson's hamstring. Mm. Oh, he's playing. Well, no, he'll be back by week seven or eight because they said three weeks, so probably seven. He's going to try and give it a go this week, by the way. Is he? Re- that's yeah. not smart at all. He's got to wait one more week. No, Just wait till seven. In, in our league, didn't someone take Paint Manning in the first round? Yes, they did. Oh, this, no, no, second round. Second round. This one I'm just getting kid. killed. I mean, 0 and 5 is done. I this mean, I'm just getting. And they, by, by the way, I'm in three other leagues above 500 in all of them. I won every. I've won. I'm on a two game winning streak in all three of those other leagues. Okay. And I can't win. I can't buy. I can't buy one in this one. I've got. Um, I, it's, it's unbelievable. And I drafted Antonio Gates. Nothing. What a horrible. Nice I mean, seriously, listen to me. It Chris looked Johnson. Like a nice pick. Chris Johnson. Antonio Gates. Sean Green. Sean Green. I, I finally Sean played Green. him this week, and but the ground and pound has disappeared. Right. And I'm supposed to be an expert, Jake. Yeah. No. <laughs> I thought you'd be good at fantasy football. I am, except for this oh, league. Five. You are. I'm you're doing five. good. This is the man who dealt me the dealt me the fifth consecutive loss. Mm. All right. I want you to guys to pick some games. All right. I'm gonna pick. Well, we're gonna throw out some games for for week six, six in the National Football League, and you just tell me who's gonna win, who's gonna lose. And uh, we will then listen to what the experts on NFL Game Day Morning say no. for the same games, and then we'll see who is better we're at better. picking games. Now we're clearly well, better. That. Right now, well, we're gonna I'm gonna hear it now. And then on Sunday on NFL Game Day Morning, they pick every game. Yeah. So I'm not gonna give you every game. I'm gonna give you like five or six. Okay. okay? Starting with Philadelphia at Washington. Who wins this game? Philadelphia at Washington. Mm-hmm. The Eagles. You like the Eagles? Even no, though? Okay. I I only say the Eagles because um, this is this division: the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Redskins. You know that whole division right there. These this is the division that's closest, and anything can happen in this division. I mean, mm-hmm. it's with you know anything can happen any given Sunday, but mm-hmm. especially with this division, it doesn't matter where they play, mm-hmm. and even if it's Eagles Cowboys, like if the Eagles were mm-hmm. living up to expectations. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys could easily win that game because anything could happen okay. against this division. I picked the Eagles to okay. win this game. One second. I'm going to move your seat here. So, All right. So when you're on TV, you can, there you go. I want to see your face. Okay. I want to see that, that that handsome face of yours. Um, Philadelphia, you say, so you like the Eagles in that game? I like the Eagles. Eagles. You like the Eagles too? Why? Whoops. Hold on a minute. You like the Eagles, too? Why do you like the Eagles? Uh, Michael Vick, I think he's going to pick it up. Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman. I mean, they don't have enough experience. I mean, one of the – I mean, Roy Hallou, he's come on the spot. Mm-hmm. He has. Santana yeah. Moss, he's been a no one this year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean – He's been good. Has he been like a – has he been, I, I think, one of the best – I think the best – if one of the best, if not the best player in the league? Who, Cooley? Calvin Johnson. Oh, yes. Well, oh, I'm going to get to that in a minute first. So you both like the Eagles against the Washington I like Redskins. The Eagles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get this one. Um, Buffalo at the Giants. Who do you think? I think Giants. You think the Giants, huh? Because oh. you, you said before you think Buffalo was going to go get them. 
You got buffalo but earlier. You, but you, you, didn't you say buffalo earlier? Didn't yeah. I? You said buffalo, buffalo earlier. Yeah, I got buffalo. You can change your mind. It's fine. Yeah. Sap does it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. That's true. He does? Sometimes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they all do it. We all do it. So it's okay. You want to take the Giants? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's taking the Giants. Who do you the like? The Bills. All day. All right. The buffalo Bills. Why? Why? Because, okay, like you said, they've got Fred Jackson. Okay, no, why not the Giants? I think Eli Manning and Hakeem Nix have great, great communication. They do. But. So who's, um? so you think Fred Jackson's just going to carry them? No, no, no. I think that the Giants, since their defense is really suffering from a lot of injuries. Okay, I bet you Justin Tuck comes back, though. Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck will be back. Um, You know, this is going to be a good game, but I'm still going with the Bills. I think. Stevie's going to have a big, big week against this giant secondary. Mm. I think Fred, he's not going to have a huge week, but he will score a touchdown, I believe. Okay. So you, you um, like, the, I like the, I the like split the decision. But I, not by that much. Not by a long shot. Just by, you know. <laughs> We're just picking him straight up, my 14, friend. 17 We're just bills. picking him straight up. Just okay. by that much? That's your dad talking right there, Antonio. That was yeah. your dad. I heard your I heard your father in that voice right there. Uh, He's in New York. San Francisco at Detroit. Detroit. Shocking 4-1, 5-0. Oh, Detroit. Not even close. Detroit. Detroit. 600 nothing. Detroit. Not even close. Wow. that's They're going to get Hammered. Hammered. It's not even going to be a fun game to watch. Detroit's just going to go in there and light them up. It's, I mean, it's yeah. It's, all right. It's not even fair. <laughs> wow. Yeah, let's go to the next game. Okay. <laughs> let's do not so. Even. Next day. Let's do so. How about this one? New Orleans and Tampa Bay. New Orleans. New Orleans. You don't Easily. think Tampa, Tampa's no. tough at home? No. Yeah, but I. Okay, what Division happened last game? week? Division game. Mark What happened last week, if I may? It was a miracle. Tampa. <laughs> Played a short, had a short week. They played Monday night, then they had to fly all the way out to the West Coast and play a team that's hot. New Orleans, as you know, was last week in Carolina. They're four and one. Though. I know, I know. Last week in Carolina, they were taken to the wire by Cam Newton, okay. right? Okay. And now yeah. here, now here's Legarrette Blunt and yes. Josh Freeman licking their chops. I'm just trying to set the stage. Just, I might agree with you, but I mean, same. I'm just trying to set... You guys sounded Mark so... Mark Ingram, it might, he might be my favorite player. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL, Mark Ingram. I think he is... He's so good in the goal line this year already. Like, he's... No, he's not. I mean, you have been to nice. finish. I mean, what, what, going back all the way to re- week one, where... Okay. Where, where the Packers should be for... Where the Packers, who knows if Mark Ingram had made that play, or if they had gone play action or something else. I'm telling you, that could be a big game. But yeah. it could be that that could eventually decide where the NFC yeah. Championship game that, gets played this year, if you think about it. I mean, no, I know the I know the lines are in the mix but, here, but, but if that, you that, if you believe the Saints and that, the, that call could have changed the season for someone. But it was a bad call. I would never have run that play. Okay, no, but listen, it, even if they had made it, what do you do for the two point two point conversion? For the two point conversion, you go play action. You go play action for the two-point conversion. Not a pitch to Darren Sproles after No, not at all. Dallas no. at New England. New, New England, England, not even close again. Why? Because. Are you a, because you're a Patriots fan? No, because. I know I picked the Giants, but. But the Dallas secondary. The Dallas secondary. Is a mess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> They're. Their secondary is a mess. Okay, so you both think New England. And there. we've seen Tom Brady pick apart very good secondaries mm, in his life. I don't see. So. so are, I mean, everything else. No, San Diego Jets. That looks like a good no, that's, no, that, that, that's that's week seven. You're, oh. you're peaking. You're peaking. Uh, Miami's at the Jets. Do you, do you think the Dolphins can win this game? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, how about this one? Miami, uh, Minnesota at Chicago, Chicago Sunday night. 
At Chicago? Yeah. Chicago. If it were at Minnesota, that would be a difference. Okay. All right, boys. The rest of them are somewhat of a, a gimme. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest? What do you think of the, the defensive rules, Antonio? What do you think of that? Um, I was trying to get to this point that the defenses, I feel, over the years are only getting worse. That they're not getting any better. Because mm-hmm. the defensive players out of college, with the exception of Tyron Matthew, who's insanely good, um, they're just not the same anymore like they were. In- no, so- but like Nadamik and Sue... Okay, he, he he commands that defense, and he's only a year old. Yeah, he's great. And um, I, have I mean, no him and Nick him. Fairley are if, if such I were beasts. Playing against him as a quarterback, I'd be so scared. He is, but so I wouldn't put them as the best defensive lineman combination. Oh no, no, the Colts. Mm, All right, know. listen. Not Freeney and Mathis. Uh, maybe we got to get going, and you guys got to get back to school. Or do we? <laughs> you do have to get back to school. Well, it's good to see you, Jake Robinson. Good job. Good job. Antonio Stefan, good job. You guys know a lot of stuff. You're frightening me, actually, <laughs> here on the Rich Eisen podcast. How great were those kids? Oh, man. Brockman and Law. I'll tell you what. How great was that? I almost had flashbacks to when I was 10 and 11 years old. Yeah. Did you know as much sports then? Uh, I don't know. I man. don't know. I was obsessed, but I don't know if I could have named e- the Eagles defensive coordinator. How about that? When I turn to Jake Robinson, what's wrong with the Eagles? The last two words I thought he'd spit back at me were Juan and Castillo, but he <laughs> nailed it. He's on it. I mean, if you're Juan Castillo and you hear that, I mean, what do you? I know he's Juan Castillo. I don't know if he's downloading my podcast at all. <laughs> Not anymore. But I'll tell you what, we are we are going to make sure that the Philadelphia media knows that a ten year old. I mean, you imagine you're just hearing this and oh, your man. life is 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 right now a, a broiling broiling hot place, and you hear a ten year old essentially call for your job. Yeah, I mean, it, somebody in Myanmar Mars going to download that. He did that. say though that he would let him finish the season. Oh, well, it's very nice. It was, it was, it was, it was nice. Clearly, I, I was more impressed by. I mean. <laughs> The, the Cullen Jenkins and, you know, he when he left the Packers one. and he goes, oh, well, the Packers are fine. They have B.J. Raji and uh, Pickett on the line. Like, he's just naming you know, two chart. random defense. I mean, B.J. Raji is a well-known right, guy, yeah, but yeah. Pickett's right. a little lesser known. And Well, you wouldn't you, – exactly. I mean, how, how many people are, are know certain depth charts at, at, in the trenches? Yeah. You know, I mean, normally <laughs> you know the skilled position players. I, I loved how he, uh, Antonio um, called the Cowboys secondary a mess. A mess. Now, like if one of our analysts here, like if Heath Evans says that, oh, man, you know, up in arms, what in, out of an 11-year-old's mouth? It's fantastic. It's great. He also ended Peyton Manning's career <laughs> and called Jay Cutler the most overrated player in the league. <laughs> because he doesn't like his body language. Right. <laughs> and then it was his dad talking when he started telling me by how uh, large a margin. A margin of victory. Team, yes, when he could start talking. We just start to black out a little bit when, when all that happens. We don't know what's going on. Eleven years old. He's eleven years old. Well, we were. Uh, you didn't have the privilege. We were in the uh, in the control room with his with, parents. With his, yeah, with his parents. And his his mom kept looking at us and going, "Is what he's saying right? We don't know. We don't know any of this." And I'm like, "You guys didn't do flashcards before this. He just knows all this. He does. He just they just know it." What like, What did they say when 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 uh, I, we taped for the television ending? We didn't put on the the audio ending, so we watched the TV ending. It airs five times this week, debuting 4.30 Eastern on Thursday, um, about what classes they were missing. Oh, And, uh, and what, 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 did, what, did, what did Jake's parents say when they heard that he was 
He said well, he, he was, was maybe a test. science test or he had to get back to for yeah. a science well, test. Well, the dad looked at the mom and said, Jake has a test today. <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, yep, it's, it's fine. She kept going to watch. It's fine. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Dad didn't know about the test. Mom did. Mom, mom, mom was cool about hey, it. Listen, hey. a science test. I understand that. Uh, who knows if it's the xylem and the phloem or whatever the biology is or whatever <laughs> they got going on there. I understand. We got to get this stuff nailed down. But this was like a communications class today, don't you think? I mean, Inva- seeing, invaluable experience. It's invaluable. This is the stuff that, you know, this expands minds, expands oh, yeah. horizons, don't you think? Absolutely. I'd like to think so. I mean, I we're not dissecting hearts like Jake's going to no. go do. Pig, pig hearts. Pig hearts on <laughs> Friday. Antonio, <laughs> yeah, that was a matter of fact. <laughs> I got pig hearts Friday. What do you have? I've got frog uh, organs. What do you have? Fantastic. Oh, uh, what, what's, do we have fan camp information? We, You're we checking your, your iPhone? Uh, Bud Light fan camps this week. Yeah. Uh, Tucson, Arizona, where wow. they definitely know how to enjoy Bud Light. Cleveland, Ohio. Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, St. Louis, Missouri, the yeah. home of Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. Very good. Terrific. Uh, thanks for all your hard work. I know the, I know on both of you last week, the Brockmeyer stuff was long and because uh, we have to get the legend in as much as possible. Hopefully he could come back. The, uh, the, the, the degree of difficulty for your jobs last week based on the Brockmeyer stuff. So It was fun I stuff, though. I wouldn't, wouldn't trade it in. And plus, certainly, you know, when you meet a legend like that, right? It's a lifetime opportunity. Really. something You'll remember. Absolutely. You'll remember. we got to get him back in. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Brockman. Thank you, Law. I want to thank uh, Antonio Stefan, and I want to thank uh, Jake Robinson, and I want to thank Jake Robinson's science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Jake's parents, Doug and Leslie Robinson. I want to thank um, Jay's uh, uh, Antonio's parents, Jay and Amanda Stefan. Give them shout shout outs, and um, Anna Hernandez for bringing um, Jake uh, Antonio in here. Although it's I, I don't know what Anna's new last name is. She just got married, by the way. Did you see the glow about her? She had a nice glow. Yes, and uh, also uh, thank Chris Cooley. I want to thank uh, Ed Reed and Brian Billick. That was a great uh, other podcast that you can download as well. RichEisen.NFL.com is a place to go. And uh, we appreciate your patronage. We'll chat with you next week. Stay listening, friends. 